Welcome back to the Rays Rowdy Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki T, and I'm here with a man, a really special guest, someone that I've been talking about and stoked to have on, Mr. Tyler Booth. Thank you so much, Nick. This is a blessing. Man, <laughs> thank you. Uh, we're down here in Nashville, Tennessee, in Tyler's place, and uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, we're out here on the row, uh, in the middle of Music Row. Yeah. Nice little place. About Cozy as good apartment. of a location as you could expect. If I was here, I'd probably go to these bars way too much. I've, yeah. I've been out. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, the first couple of months I was here, I went out to the bars, you know, every three or four days and, you know, we'd get a few drinks. And then I realized, okay, 750 for a beer. I might as well just stop and get a six pack and save a lot of yeah. money. Uh, <laughs> and I got it out of my system. That's funny because uh, I always like going to Live Oak. Yeah. And I'll I get love Bush Light three bucks yeah i'm like that's that's like prices where i'm from i'll get know? pbr i thought they had natural light uh and i was discouraged but then i got a pbr i was like well pbr is really good too yeah man that's a that's a great value too yeah, yeah. usually you can get a pbr to bar if you see someone carrying pbr you're like all right let's see how much that is yep. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a good uh baseline to yeah to see the price well yeah <laughs> um like i said Guys, if you haven't uh, looked up Tyler Booth's music, uh, which you probably have if you're here, and if you pay attention to our radio show, Raise Rowdy Radio, you've been hearing me play some killer songs that you've been putting out, man. Thank you so much. Dude, Like, let's go into that, and then we'll go back and hit up the history a little bit. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, 87 Octane, which is probably the song I've played the most recently on the radio. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, man. We had a ball with that song. Um, Man, that's a hammer. First time I heard it, I fell in love with it, and and the writers on that thing—they're just tremendous guys and and talents. Uh, I remember uh, before I had thought of putting it out, I ran into Ray and met Ray Fulcher actually yeah. a couple times. And um, oh yeah, I was over at Fifty Egg actually, and he—he's just such a cool dude and. And uh, we had planned on uh, getting some rights together, but uh, unfortunately, COVID happened, and he's busy. He's doing his own thing now, and yeah, I can I think that's kind of how all of us operate. We all kind of do our own thing or in our own worlds. But uh, yeah, some great great writers on there. And yeah, man, Singleton, probably, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably one of my favorite writers. In I town was actually too. writing with Singleton that day. Whenever uh, I met Ray, yeah, we wrote a, a heck of a song. It man, was a killer. <laughs> I had him on the podcast and that was like a surreal moment for me. Cause like being, being a fan, like I am getting to meet the songwriters is kind of as cool for me as the artist. You yeah. know what I mean? All those hits and all those, all those things that just make, make the emotions come out of your, your soul. You know, yeah, Singleton and Ray too. Best one of the, you know, some of the best writers in town. It's yeah. crazy. When I, when I'm around them, I'm just, I'm like, well, if I have an idea, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to think about it real good before I say it. I don't want to sound, <laughs> you know, because uh, they're great. Well, man, great you've, been, you've been writing some hammers yourself. <laughs> trying, yeah, I'm, I'm writing. Try to every day. I, I'll usually come out a song every day, ex- excluding the weekend. I usually try to. Take a little break there. Yep. Yeah, I try to get away from it on the weekends, but yeah. yeah. Tyler and his dad have played me a few songs that aren't out yet, and man, <laughs> yeah. you guys are in store for some good stuff coming up here soon. Yeah, but we're man. always thinking about uh, what what we're going to put out next, and sometimes it gets a little hard because we, we do have a lot of demos now, and we're always getting songs pitched to us, and I'm writing every day, and sometimes it's hard to get all the songs I'm writing demoed. Yeah. But... uh it's fun sometimes just to sit around and think, you know, what could I put out just to surprise people and, you know, what, what what's everybody going to like? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's one of the things, too. So the first time I got to see you play live was at that outdoor whiskey jam that you played. That was awesome. Man, that, that was, was a heck great. of a night. <laughs> yeah. It was a killer lineup. I mean, yeah. Ward always kills those during CMA Fest, yeah. and it was great seeing you on that. Thank and, you so uh, much. Was, the first time we heard your music was uh, Hank Crank and People, when you put out Hank Crank and People, and then put out your EP. It seems like it's been so long ago. I love um, watching that video uh, shot right there in Austin City Saloon in yep. Lexington, Kentucky. Yep. Every time I watch it, I just get all kinds, all kinds of memories flooding back, and I keep trying to play that place again. You know, as soon as COVID calms down a little bit but yeah yeah. that's one of those go-to spots out there how far is that from where you guys grew up uh about an hour about an hour yeah that's not bad at all yeah not bad we're right kind of between lexington and pikeville pikeville's kind of like a booming booming little town in kentucky eastern kentucky yeah yeah wolf county right (laughs) yeah wolf county yeah natural bridge area a lot of people will kind of head up to natural bridge and check out the hiking i think rock climbing's real big there and stuff and the red river gorge it's kind of what i uh will tell people that's kind of where i'll tell them i'm from and most people i think recognize it but anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah man small town <laughs> it's uh it's cool to to see your voice and man your your voice is something that's been lacking in country music for a while a deep voice like yours that can hit all of those notes still, man, is it's super powerful. And man, since you've been putting out these last couple songs, you really can see like the depth of what you have going on. And it's, it's really cool to see. Thank you, Nick. Um, yeah, I just I always get, I'm always staying inspired with my songwriting and yeah, I just love to sing and I try to just stretch a little bit every day to see if I can learn something new, you know, yeah. with, that's with the songwriting and stuff but i don't know thank thank you so much for, for saying all yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot a lot of great talented people out there <laughs> and then let's talk about in god and trucks we trust that you wrote with uh randy montana another one of our favorites yes that that was a heck of a day that was actually about uh not even a quarter mile down the street like 500 feet at warner chapel uh yeah that was a heck of a day uh, uh who came in with that idea was that his or was that yours it was uh i, I believe it was randy's yeah yeah and That's i think a, phil billy phil billy had the melody that day phil o'donnell yeah for those of you that aren't familiar with phil yeah, billy's phil billy, you'll probably hear people say phil billy more than you hear phil o'donnell but I know. <laughs> that's your uh that's your producer right he produces all your stuff yeah phil billy's amazing he's uh 
he's kind of like a master yoda or something and i'm a jedi because every time i come with like a melody or something and we're writing like today he's like well how about this one and it's kind of like it but it's so much better i'm like yes that's what i was trying to do (laughs) dang i learned so much from you every day man yeah he's a another guy that just has like unlimited songs yeah him and randy just yeah crazy crazy talents yeah crazy melodies too i know like randy's known to be a melody guy yeah you know yeah man another great song there and then man the first one i played on the radio of yours was half a mind to go crazy i I love that song it's so good that was right it seemed like that was right at the brink of when covid came out it fit so perfect it was odd timing (laughs) because we were just trying to think of something fun to put out you know and uh just had no idea that covid was going to break out and everybody was going to go crazy and yeah <laughs> it it made for a good music video we had yeah. everybody send in home clips of man yeah that is a super stuff. cool music video it was fun i think it's interesting <laughs> seeing how how everyone's kind of been adapting right yeah and uh man i know your live streams you've been getting like when you go on to tyler's live streams you see a lot of people which is cool, man, because sometimes you'll see them, and even on our page sometimes, there's not a lot. But they last forever, so people can look at them up later. But, man, yeah. all the people are logged on seeing you right when it's going on. They're fun. Like, I'll hop on there, and there'll be some familiar people, like people I'll recognize from maybe a live before. Or yeah. Some people that are consistently coming to shows when shows were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, man, uh those live streams are so awesome and they're unpredictable too. Cause sometimes I'll get on there. Maybe it's late in the day and everybody's asleep or something. You know, there won't be a lot of people getting on. And then sometimes I'll get on and it's like, Whoa, yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need to uh, start, you know, waking up a little bit. There's like a crazy amount of people on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's neat to see, uh, see some of those explode. I remember I was on it. I was like, man, I haven't been on the live stream that had this many folks on it. It'll surprise you sometimes because like it will be low. Then all of a sudden it just takes off and it's like, I have no idea how that happened. Yeah. That's fun, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, it's also fun trying out the, the newer platforms too. Cause I got on TikTok live the other night. It's the first yeah. time I'd ever got on a TikTok live. And uh, I think the most we had at one point was like six people, which was awesome. I was still taking requests and yeah. just <laughs> hammering out songs and, and uh yeah that was fun too so i'm get starting to get more used to you know the new new thing new like the TikToks. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah man i haven't figured that out yet we have some friends that uh that help us some of our writers uh are a little better at it than me but i'm still trying to figure that out myself too. <laughs> it's fun it's different than what i'm used to doing yeah man it's like, like the stuff that works on there isn't the same stuff that works on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, you know it's totally I mean? different. Yeah, um, so it's a weird thing. And like something you think would work for Facebook, like maybe an idea you got, like, mm-hmm. and you get on Facebook and it's cool and people like it and they think it's funny or entertaining. But then you get on TikTok and it's like, okay, the only thing that people are going to look at today is the trend of hashtags. They're going to look at uh, this or this or this. So you kind of have to do that, but it's still fun and it's crazy unpredictable like sometimes you'll go viral on facebook and you will never just have intentions of going viral it'll just shock you and then i guess tiktok's kind of the same because i've had some views on there too and yeah it's, yeah, it's fun it's uh <laughs> each one's a little bit different and it's just the people that are interacting with things and how 
that changes in the world you know yep. it's kind of like a live show too though you know i guess if you're in one area a song might hit when it you know in a different area maybe something else might hit yeah it's always like it's always like ongoing like refreshing what's people looking at and that's the new new thought for me it's like what what's changing like seasonal stuff too it's like well let's uh let's actually take it back a little bit and talk about like how you got into music and you know some of your influences and things like that i guess um i have to start from way back when i guess it'd be like 2005 Mm -hmm. maybe my math is right uh, I can remember picking up a guitar maybe the first time when I was 10, but I didn't know how to play it or anything. Um, and uh, my father and my uncle had a rock band in eastern Kentucky, and they actually had a really good following for a while. Uh, they were named Stitch Rivet, and they were rock, and they were playing with Shinedown and Seether and Drowning Pool and... Uh, Cavo and had some really good shows and uh, great writing and stuff. Some of those records are really good. But anyway, I uh, the first time I remember learning a song, I was in their rehearsal room, and they would always keep the guitar rack uh, on standby. And uh, you know, I'd figure out how to tune it, tune it to drop D, and. I would always just kind of keep the guitars tuned for them. They'd be like, tune this up real quick, and I'd be like 12. I kind of lost my ear since then. I can't do it now. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I need a tuner now. But <laughs> anyway, I kind of learned my first chords by watching uh, the lead guitarist and the rhythm guitarist. And uh, Kevin Allen, who's actually my bass player now, um, is kind of like an uncle to me. He he played bass for Stitch Rivet, and I remember he was over at my house and taught me my first song, and it was uh, Slip Away by Stitch Ribbit. But anyway, um, and from then on out, I just kind of realized that I wasn't made to sing all the high rock stuff like Gene could. Yeah. Because he, you know, he would cover some different things. Like, um, I don't know, he'd cover all kinds of classic rock stuff like The Who and, you know, um, you know, maybe like a Guns N' Roses song and that kind of thing. I was like, I can't do that i was like <laughs> i'm gonna have to figure out you know wh- what my vocal works for and it, i guess it was country i kind of um it sh- works for country <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, that's 100 percent. i sure. love it i love um and i kind of uh i was always around country like uh johnny cash i can remember uh, was always playing at my grand grandparents place uh my papa he used to uh, work on furniture and stuff and you could like smell that that varnish all the way through the house and i can remember ring of fire that was my first country song that i just fell in love with and, yeah and uh, it was willie nelson and and ray price and uh just all that old all the that august of charlie yeah. daniels you know yeah and uh, i guess the first time i performed um i was actually really really anxious and i still get anxious every time i get on stage (laughs) but um they were having an open mic at uh the mountain art center in prestonsburg kentucky and uh i was actually just going to play rhythm guitar for this girl uh, that i'd met i guess i was 15 no maybe 13 or 14 at the time 
anyway, we were on stage, and the way it works is everybody's sitting uh, in a chair, and it's like, okay, it's your turn, Tyler, or your turn. And anyway, it was her turn, and uh, she got cold feet, and she just kind of left. And uh, <laughs> they were kind of staring at me, and it's like, all right, young man, get up here. <laughs> so uh, I was like, okay, I guess I got to sing something. So I did uh, Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash. All right. And uh, I got a really good reaction, and I was really surprised. And I don't know, I guess that feeling of just being up there and performing for people and I guess that right there just kind of set it off for me, and I've been chasing music ever since. <laughs> yeah. Man, so you went to Moorhead State, right? Yep. And tell us a little bit about that and how that kind of led you to Nashville. So I graduated high school, and I really couldn't think of anything I was wanting to study. I was just kind of content with finding a good job and and you know just working a blue collar job or whatever i could i could find but um dad kind of convinced me to to go to school or try it out and i was not really excited about it but i figured i found uh, a music program that dad had told me about it was uh, traditional music studies at moorhead state and uh and a lot of the instructors there is crazy good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, crazy good talents. Uh, the McLean Family Band, if you're familiar with them. Yeah. Uh, they actually run that. And, uh, yeah, I I went there for, I guess, a year and a half and uh, learned a lot about bluegrass and traditional music and, yeah. and really old country. And... Uh, and I guess one of my first big shows was with Frankie Ballard at uh, Manchester Music Hall. And uh, I hadn't really told anybody that I was I was playing there, nobody in my class or none of my professors. And I was kind of a shy kid back then, and I kind of still am. But um, anyway, we uh, played the show with Frankie, and it was really awesome. And Frankie was really cool. But anyway, dad had, my dad had gotten a film crew to shoot the show. And, uh, and a lot of what I was playing was songs that I had written that I never shared in class. So, uh, anyway, dad ends up taking some of that film and some of those songs that I written and, and, uh, showing them to my professor. And he was really surprised, and he kind of pulled me out of class one day, and he was like, why haven't you <laughs> shared any of this stuff? He's like, it's <laughs> awesome. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, just, uh, I was like it kind of didn't, you know, I didn't, didn't think anybody, like, I didn't know if it was any good, you know, and I'll still write songs, and I'm like, I don't know if it's good. And then people will be like, man, that's really good. And I'm like, really surprised. But anyway, that was kind of what happened. And, and um, Scott Miller, my professor, he said, you know, I know somebody in Nashville I could send this to. And he's like, you know, but don't be afraid to get your feelings hurt. If any, if anything, you'll get some good feedback, you know, something yeah. you could work on or, you know, uh, some things you could do different or, and stuff. But anyway, uh, we got a 615 number 
that uh, called dad and it just so happened to be phil o'donnell <laughs> and the connection there was scott miller uh had played uh had played the guitar for craig morgan yeah and phil billy would go out on the road with, with craig a lot too and i guess that was that connection but anyway yeah so phil billy called me first 615 number to to call us and uh he's like um i'd like to write with tyler he was talking to dad he's like i'd love to write with tyler and and uh get y'all in nashville and just hang out and and uh yeah so we got to nashville and uh one of the first songs that i'd written with phil was greyhounder slow train and that was with shane minor uh jim moose brown um oh lord Oh yeah, Phil Billy. I was thinking four way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was the story on. Man, it's a blessing. I know it's, it's uh, crazy. It's it's crazy how that stuff kind of happens, but at the same time, Phil Phil heard that voice, and he knew that that's something that needed to be in the country music world. Man, thank you. That's so a, much, it's a Nick. special <laughs> gift you have, man, and it's it's great to hear it. You know. Thank being you so played much. through speakers I'm, I'm just blessed to be able to play music and uh and to keep going um yeah i guess it's just kind of passion and stuff and yeah, i've man, just, I've just been really too. really blessed uh had a lot of great people in my in my corner phil billy being one of them scott miller uh some great teachers in, in moorhead state uh and all the writers I'm working with now, just great people. And I think that's kind of the, I wouldn't say the secret, but just having great people around you all the time. Uh, just people you want to be around, people you trust. and Learning from. Yeah. And you try to help them, and they try to help you. And I feel like that's what life's about. For sure. <laughs> just that passion. Well, got to mention one other thing, too. So I'm wearing this this football jersey i know here. it's awesome <laughs> it's uh it's one of my favorite pieces of clothing i have it's a brooks and dunn football jersey that i absolutely love and it's uh sick. Let's, <laughs> it's awesome. let's talk about uh how that brooks and dunn feature happened on reboot oh, man. it's crazy i okay so i was uh on the couch in brandom's creek kentucky i was uh, spending the night with my grandmother and uh Anyway, Dad just barged in the living room, and he's like, hey, Tyler. This was at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning, mm. and I think it was on, like, a Saturday, so I was still asleep. He's like, hey, Tyler. Um, Phil Billy called, and they want you to do some kind of project with, with Brooks and Dunn. We're not, I'm not really sure exactly what it is yet. You know, uh, it's kind of, it was kind of, uh, I don't know if it was a, secret or not yet but it was so new that we did we couldn't wrap our heads around it it's like brooks and dunn kind of is interested in you doing this project so anyway i'm like really i was like you're i didn't say really i said that later but i was like you're joking i was like i'm going back to sleep you're just trying to get me up i was like i know how you work <laughs> he's always trying to get me out of bed you know just making up stuff being silly so i went back to sleep and uh anyway we actually had a funeral we were attending that day in Pikeville, and uh, we were sitting in the pew. And uh, it's funny how they do funerals uh, in eastern Kentucky uh, over that way, because they will like stay up all night with the deceased. They will like spend the night in the funeral home. It's oh, wow. crazy. But uh, anyway, me and Dad were just kind of sitting there. It was real quiet, and I was like, Dad, 
what was you talking about Brooks and Dunn stuff? I was like, you, you shouldn't be joking like that. I was like, you get, get somebody's hopes up, you know? <laughs> and he's like, I wasn't joking. He's like, Brooks and Dunn wants you to work on this project with them. I was like, okay. It's like, uh, he's like, they want you to sing Lost and Found. So oh I was gosh. just blown away and I was thinking. You're like, pinch me. Yeah. <laughs> I was sweating. I was like, that's crazy. I was like, I'm, I'm going to have to really be able to sing this song before I show up in Nashville. Yeah. So I think I had two days to get down there. They were wanting to do it on Sunday. Well, no. I guess it would have been Friday because they were wanting to do it on Sunday. They were wanting to record it. And uh, anyway, I got down there and I got about 30 minutes to, to sing on the track. And I was just jacked up on coffee just like you know amped and ready to go yeah singing singing but it was awesome and uh was really feeling a song and uh you know phil billy told me it's like man uh just so you don't get your hopes up i'm gonna let you know that brooks and Dunn probably ain't gonna show up he's like i think what what we're gonna do is maybe send on this track to see if they like it it's more or less an audition but anyway i guess 30 30 minutes had passed and uh, I was in the control room listening back, and I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Anyway, Kicks and Ronnie just bust through the door. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. And I just kind of kept my cool. And uh, they kind of came in. They was like, what's going on, y'all? And I was like, I don't know much. Just uh, listening to this, you know, track. And they just kind of was listening to it, too. And uh, they were vibing to it and, and – uh, kicks was smiling and ronnie's was singing harmony i was like wow this is awesome so i was like i guess i i guess i made it <laughs> it was insane oh so cool man that's like it's it's one of those things where i mean again guys like that liking what you do is so huge man i know, you know it's like almost legends like, gosh like historic legends it's like why would they pick music? me too oh. like everybody else had record deals it's like i don't know it's like it just came out of nowhere just a blessing that's what it is fill out of the sky they they're just awesome great yeah. people well, great man, it's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy to hear all that stuff but i think if anybody has paid attention and listens to your songs they understand why man and from what i what i heard today and what i've been hearing you got some that are even better coming down the road man such great songs thank you so much nick i'm Dude. just blessed to, to be making music and uh and uh, meet great people like you. Thank you so much for <laughs> oh, having me on and everything. It's well, awesome. uh, <clears throat> I'm proud to play your music on our radio show, man. And I know it's not a lot right now, but hopefully one day it will be. Uh, and hopefully we'll get you <laughs> playing on the radio everywhere soon. Thank you so much. Absolutely, man. <laughs> well, guys, make sure if you haven't looked up Tyler's music that you do so. He has some freaking hammers released. And make sure you give it a follow because there's more coming out. <laughs> god bless you guys oh yeah but guys thank you so much for for listening along and this is nikki t and we'll see you in the front row all the good old days you don't have to explain it it's just the way